All right, all right. Hello. Episode three, short story bingo. This one, we're going to go over an internet uh, meme legend in Jeff the Killer. I was reverted back to uh, the Creepypasta website, which I was like a huge fan of for for a while. And I, I, don't, I didn't really have like any reason for not like go, going back to it, but I haven't been really active on going into it to read new stories and stuff like that. So uh, my friend Alex, who will uh, be featured on here at some point, she was like, yeah, you should read a story from there too. So we're going to read about Jeff the Killer, who I had to do a little bit more research on just for a moment. By more, I don't mean a lot. Uh, he was a, it's an internet legend, uh, goes by Jeff Woods, tragic sociopath. And what had happened is in 2008, there was a YouTube video that was posted by um, someone named the publisher is uh, S-E-S-S-E-U-R. I don't know how to say that. I think it's Sessur or something like that. Nonetheless, though, what happened with Jet the Killer is that his face was burned with acid. Um, and then, you know, he hides in a closet and tells people to go to sleep. Uh, creepy guy. Uh, the eyes are black and has like a, a smile that is... Uh, I mean, for my dissertation, it looks like the Joker to me. But, you know, we'll see how that pans out or whatever. I've looked at a bunch of different images, and it just looked, it just looks like it. So, there's a, a bit of a, a backstory that I saw that uh, this gal, her name was Katie Robinson. Uh, and this is alleged, obviously, that uh, she posted an image to uh, 4chan. And just a regular image of her. And she got roasted because of her weight, which is fucked up, but whatever. It happens on the internet. And uh, ended up committing suicide. Um, but before that, she posted a, a, like a grainy photo inside of, the, inside of her uh, closet. And so showed thus was born Jeff the Killer. But research that go into it it's a wormhole that you won't get out of i i definitely suggest it just because it's fun having said that we are going to get uh right into this again this is a short short bingo welcome episode three jeff the killer and as always we always got to get the intro going and we're going to do this again okay we're going to get it going here we go jeff the killer Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. Yep, here we go. All right, Jeff the Killer, full and on in effect. Short story bingo available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, of course, on Podbean, shortstorybingo.podbean.com. Uh, again, my name is Nate Chacon, and we are going to get right into this. I was very interested in more than just this story on creepypasta.com. So, again, I encourage you guys to go there, creepypasta.com. There are always new submissions, and... Uh, I think that uh, I, I find it really interesting 
some of the minds, well, some of the stories that uh, people come up with. Nonetheless, here we go. Jeff the Killer. Excerpt from a local newspaper. Ominous unknown killer is still at large. After weeks of unexplained murders, the ominous unknown killer is still on the rise. After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely tells his story. Thanks, uh, young boy. <laughs> I had a bad dream. Quote, I had a bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawl onto my covers and try to get back to sleep. Normal shit, you know? That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little ray of light, illuminating from between my curtains, were a pair of two eyes. These weren't regular eyes. Of course they weren't regular eyes. They were fucking cat eyes or something. Just kidding. They, these weren't regular eyes. They were dark, ominous eyes. This is the young boy. How, how intelligent is this kid? Dark, ominous eyes. Did he write this story? Because it says ominous unknown killer is still at large. This is him talking, by the way. Okay. Uh, they were dark, ominous eyes. They were bordered in black and just plain out terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth, a long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it, a simple phrase, but said it in a way only a man could speak. He said, go to sleep. I let out a scream. That's what sent him at me. He pulled up a knife, aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought him back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, trying to knock him off. That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife. It went to my dad's shoulder. Very specific. The man probably would have finished him off if, one of, if not for one of the neighbors had alerted the police. Are your neighbors awake? How loud were you guys being? And your neighbors like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> they drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash like glass breaking. Like glass breaking? I feel like that's a pretty specific sound and you would know exactly glass was breaking. If ceramic was breaking, you'd be like, like, maybe that's ceramic breaking. But if you hear glass, that sounds like glass. Maybe a mirror. And that's not glass. Is mirror glass? No. Mirror's mirror. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Okay, so uh, like glass breaking. As I came out of the room, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of the ha my house was broken. I looked out to it to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. Please tell us more than one thing, young boy. I will never forget that face, those cold, evil eyes and that psychotic smile. See, I told you it sounds like the fucking Joker. They will never leave my head. Police are still on the lookout for this man. If you see anyone that fits the description in this story, the Joker, please contact your local police department. 
Okay, do more than contact your local police department. Fucking call anyone that will maybe fucking, you know, take care of whoever this creep is. This like more than just the uh, you know, the the uh circ or the clown uh onslaught that happened. I mean, if you see a do like that, yeah, do that. Okay. Uh all right, so Jeff and his family so it just transitions into a whole new thing. So that was the young boy's recount uh, of what um, him getting away. I guess his dad didn't get so lucky or whatever, but whatever. And the glass was broken. Jeff and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, super dope, and they thought it would be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. Uh, yeah, it's probably best. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain, though. A new, better house. What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbors came by. Great. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. Of course, her name's Barbara. Uh, I'm Barb. I live across the street from you. Well, I just want to introduce myself and to introduce my son. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy, these are our new neighbors. Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard because Billy's a dick and doesn't like to talk to people. God, Billy, say for a second at least, like, introduce yourself a little bit more than just hi. And then just, like, turn around and run. Well, said Jeff's mom, I'm Margaret, and this is my husband, Peter, and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They introduced themselves because they are polite, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. Oh, my God, whatever. Okay, Jeff and his brother were about to object because that's what you do. You're like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm just moving in, just trying to get settled in, get my room together. When their mother said that they would love to. No, no, mom. No. When Jeff and his family are done packing, Jeff went up to his mom. Mom, why would you invite us to some kid's party? If you haven't noticed, I'm not some dumb kid because I say the word ominous or whatever. And yeah, I'm not dumb. All right. Jeff, said his mother, we just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now we're going to that party, and that's final. Jeff started to talk, but stopped himself. I've done that. You should be like, oh, motherfucker. God, you never let me do nothing. I just want to go. I don't want to go to the stupid fucking party. What was that? What was that? Nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing. Just going to walk. Jeff started to talk, but he stopped himself, knowing that he couldn't do anything. Whenever his mom said something, it was final. He walked up to his room and popped down on his bed. He sat there looking at his ceiling when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much a pain, but a weird feeling. He dismissed it as just some random feeling. Okay. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. The next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast and got ready for school. As he sat there eating his breakfast, he once again got that feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain. I'm thinking it's diarrhea because I usually get that fucking tug when I'm like, yeah, something's flying out. But he once, once again dismissed it. As he and Lou finished breakfast, I want to know what the fuck was for breakfast. They walked down to the bus stop. They sat there waiting for the bus, and then, all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them, only inches above their laps. They both jumped back in their surprise. Hey, what the hell? 
first off, fucking, hey, what the hell? And second, super dope move that you did, just inches above our laps. Uh, looks like we might be best friends. The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hands. Ugh, super dope skateboard kid move. Just the kick at the bat, at the end of the skateboard, and it comes right into your hand. You're like, yeah, I skateboard. The kid seemed to be about 12, one year younger than Jeff. All right. He wears an Aeropostale shirt and ripped blue jeans. I don't know any Air guys, kids when I was growing up that wore an Aeropostale shirt and blue jeans that were, uh, weren't hitting skateboards or riding skateboards. Seems like a really specific. So he just made, okay. Well, well, well. It looks like we got some new meat. What is that? What does that mean? Suddenly, two other kids appeared. Suddenly, just like out of nowhere. Just two other kids, like one out of the bushes and just like one from the fucking storm drain. Just like, what's up, guys? One was super skinny and the other one was huge. Oh, my God. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid who happens to be Keith. He had a dopey face that you would expect a sidekick to have. Uh, wow, dope. None of my fucking sidekicks had dopey faces. Psych, just kidding. Yeah, they had dope faces, which probably meant they were dopey faces, but Jesus. And and uh, so he had a dopey face that you would expect a sidekick to have, and he's Troy. They looked over at the fat kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a tub of lard. This kid looked like he had an exercise since he was crawling. Dude, that is a burn if I've ever heard one. Like, that's something that you'd say to someone, like, if they were talking shit to you. And you'd be like, dude, shut the fuck up. You look like you haven't fucking exercised since you started crawling, bro. And then everyone's like, what, dude? You're my best friend now. And I, said the first kid, am Randy. Now, for all the kids in this neighborhood, there's a small price for bus fare if you catch my drift. Uh, first off, no, I don't. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kid's eyes when one of his friends pulled a knife on him. Uh, what the fuck? Whose knife is that? Tisk, tisk, tisk. Okay, thanks, 1921. I had hoped you would be more cooperative, but it seems we must do this the hard way. The kid walked up to Lou and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Psh, what? Now it was truly strong, a burning sensation. He stood up, but Lou gestured him to sit down. Yo, B, it's cool. I got this shit. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Listen here, you little punk. Give back my bro's wallet or else. That's some fucking, that's some shit I would have did with my my brother. You know what? It turns out these guys aren't that tight. I thought they were going to be like cool with each other because super dope skateboard move yeah let's be friends but now it turns out these guys are dicks want i mean are they being dicks i feel like that's kind of regular hazing but i don't know randy put the wall in his pocket and pulled out his own knife damn oh and what will you do just as he finished the sentence jeff popped the kid in the nose as randy reached for his face jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it Damn, Randy screamed, and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick because Troy's fat. That's why Jeff, everyone's faster than Troy. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm. Foo, sing, shank, 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 shank. 
Keith dropped his knife and fell to the ground screaming. Troy rushed him too, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He just punched Troy straight in the stomach. <laughs> oh my god. And Troy went down. As he fell, he puked all over. I can just just picture that really quick. Just like Troy running like because he's a tub of lard. They've already they've already set the description up. I'm not being a dick. He's like and then he just like looks sees the knife. He's like, mm, I don't need this shit. And then Boom, right into somebody's like, oh, God. And as he's going down, no, and just pukes. I wonder what was, uh, never mind. <laughs> Luke could do nothing but look in amazement at Jeff. What? Jeff, how'd you? That was all he said. They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. Yeah, duh, dude. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. As Jeff and, and Lou made it to school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Uh-huh, yeah, two plus two is seven. Mm-hmm, yep. Lou just thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids. But Jeff knew it was more. It was something scary. As he got that feeling, he felt how powerful it was. The urge to just hurt someone. He didn't like how it sounded. But he couldn't help feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. Even as he walked home, due to the whole thing near the bus stop, and how now he probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore. Yeah, buck that up. He felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was, and he said in a somewhat ominous voice, "Can we maybe take it easy with the word ominous at this point? It was a wonderful day." Next morning, he heard a knock at his front door. He walked down to find two police officers at the door, his mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff, these officers tell Jeff, these officers tell me that you attacked three kids, that it wasn't regular fighting, and that they were stabbed. Stabbed, son. Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. Mom, they were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Lou. Son, said one of the cops. We found three kids, all right? Two stabbed. One having a bruise on his stomach. I, we're thinking it's a fat one. <laughs> and we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now, what does that tell us? Jeff knew it was no use. He could say him and Lou had been attacked, but then there was no proof it was not them who attacked first. They couldn't say that they were fleeing. They weren't fleeing because, truth be told, they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself or Lou. Son, call down your brother. Jeff couldn't do it, since it was him who beat up all the kids. Sir, it, uh, it was me. I was the one who beat up the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, but he couldn't stop me. The cop looked at his partner, and they both nod. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll take them both in. Who gives a fuck? Well, kid, looks like it's a year in juvie. A year in juvie. What is fucking... Welcome back to 1910. God. Looks like it's a year in juvie. I just imagine like the prison gate fuck... Or the prison... Um, yeah, the the door just... Welcome back. Looks like it's a year in juvie. <laughs> wait, says Lou. The little dude, he's like, yeah, wait, wait a second. They all looked up to see him holding a knife. Whoa, man, fucking put the knife down. The officers pulled their guns and locked them on Lou. It was me. I beat up those little punks. Have the marks to prove it. 
He lifted up his sleeves to reveal cuts and bruises, as if he was in a struggle. Son, just put the knife down while he's got his gun on him. Son, just put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it to the ground. He put his hands up and walked over to the cops. No, Lou. It was me. I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. Huh, poor bro? Trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. The police led Lou out to the patrol car. That's gangster shit. He's just like, mm, trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. That's just like, that's when uh, my man in Goodfellas took his first pinch. And he's like, nah, man. It's cool. Lou, tell them it was me. Tell them. I was the one who beat up those kids. Jeff's mother put her hands on, her sh on his shoulders. Jeff, please. You don't have to lie. We know it's Lou. You can stop because we know that you're a punk and Lou's not. So shut the fuck up while they take Lou away because we don't want to be associated with Lou anymore. You understand, Jeff? You understand? <laughs> Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car speeds off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway. Oh, fuck. This reminds me of the scene in uh, uh, Red Rider. I think it's, uh, I don't know, the, the movie with that's based off of the wagon, the red wagon, and when the dad comes home and they get scared because he's going to start drinking Miller Lights. Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car speeds off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something was wrong. Son, son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords were strained from crying. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news to him as Jeff wept in the driveway. Yeah, take yourself to your room, bro. Don't just keep crying in the driveway. After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into... After an hour, seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. He couldn't look at them. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep. Trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no word from Lou at Juvie. No friends to hang out with. Nothing but sadness and guilt. That is until Saturday, when Jeff is woke up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Jeff, it's the day, she said as she opened up the curtains and let the light flood into his room. Wait, what's today? asked Jeff as he stirs awake. Why, it's Billy's party. He, is, he was now fully awake. Mom... <sighs> You're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after. There was a long pause. Jeff, we both know what happened. I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past days. Now get dressed and not in that weird fucking shit that you usually get fucking dressed in because we don't want to make a bad impression on the fucking neighbors, all right? Because I'm already at fucking wit's end with Barb because she's trying to show me up already on my garden. Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get to ready yourself. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a, Wait, he fought himself to get up, but he was fully awake before? Okay. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a random shirt and a pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up. His mother in a dress and his father in a suit. He thought, why would they ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party? Which is super true. Like, what the fuck? Son, is that is that all you're going to wear? Said Jeff's mom. Better than wearing too much, he said. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him and hit it with a smile. That's that, that's that same like, just don't, just, just, just hold it down. Just hold it down. You know you're better than that. You know you're better than that. 
<laughs> now, Jeff, we may now, Jeff, we may be overdressed, but this is how you go if you want to make an impression," said his father. Jeff grunted and went back up to his room. <laughs> Fine, fuck. I don't have any fancy coat. I don't have any fancy clothes. He yelled downstairs. Just pick out something," called his mother. He looked around in his closet for what he would call fancy. He found a pair of black dress pants. Very dope. He had he had for special occasions and an undershirt. He couldn't find a shirt to go with it, though. He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts, none of which go with dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. Yeah, that makes sense. You're wearing that, they both said. His mother looked at her watch. Uh, no time to change. Let's just go. She said as she herded Jeff and his father out there, shoot, shoot, here you go. They crossed the street over to Barbara's and Billy's house. I'm just calling her Barb from now on. They knocked on the door and it, and uh, they knocked on the door and at it appeared that Barb, just like his parents, way overdressed as they walked inside, all Jeff could see were adults, no kids. The kids are on the yard, Jeff. How about you go and meet some of them, said Barb. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cowboy costumes and shooting each other with plastic guns. First off, not weird. That's Cowboys and Indians. Second, super dope game. Get into it. He might as well be standing in a Toys R Us. No, you wish you were standing in a Toys R Us. That's what the fuck's going on. Suddenly, a kid came up to him and handed him a toy gun and hat. Hey, want to play? He said. Uh, no, kid. Way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with that weird puppy dog face. Please, said the kid. Fine, said Jeff. He put on the hat and started to pretend to shoot at kids. At first, he thought it was totally ridiculous, but then he started to actually have fun. It might not have been super. It might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off of Lou. So he played with the kids for a while until he heard a noise, a weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Dude, are we downplaying how dope these guys are on fucking skateboards? They're jumping over fences now? Jeff dropped the fake gun, because that's not going to help, and ripped off the hat. That could still be a thing, so you could probably let that on. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Hello. Jeff, is it? He said. Yeah, first off, yeah, you know it's Jeff. He just beat the fucking shit out of you. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. I think we're even. I beat the crap out of you, and you got my brother sent to juvie. Randy got an angry look in his eyes. Oh, no. I don't go for even. I go for winning. Damn, that is some gangster ass shit. I don't go for even. I go. For, I play for keeps. I go for winning. <laughs> you may have kicked our asses that one day, but not today. As he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the ground. Randy punched Jeff in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. That's dope. Jeff pushed Randy off of him, and both rose to their feet. Kids were screaming, and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns out of their pockets. Guns is what I said. <laughs> what the fuck? Who's the, where did they get these guns? Okay. Don't bring a fucking knife to a gunfight. No one interrupts or guts will fly, they said. Oh, my God. No one interrupts. Our fucking brains are getting shot out. And kneecaps are going to be blown out. And hearts are going to get removed. Just like that scene in Dumb and Dumber, which I'm not sure is even out yet. Randy pulled a knife on Jeff and stabbed it into his shoulder. Damn. 
Jeff screamed and fell Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it. Mind you, there's a knife in his shoulder. Well, it doesn't say it's stuck there. It just said it's stabbed. All right, causing Randy to fall to the ground. So he grabbed his foot, twisted it, and Randy fell to the ground. Jeff stood up and walked towards the back door. Troy grabbed him. Need some help? Uh, I feel like I'm good, bro. He picks Jeff up by the back of the collar and throws him through the patio door. As Jeff tries to stand, he is kicked down to the ground. Randy, Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. God damn. Come on, Jeff. Fight me. Yeah, well, let me up, and I'll fight. Jesus. He picks Jeff up and throws him into the kitchen. Randy sees a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes the glass over Jeff's head. That's a concussion. That's someone that you are going out. I just watched a video today of someone get got knocked the fuck out by getting smashed over the head with a 40-ounce bottle. A 40-ounce, not even a, a bottle of vodka. Fight! He throws Jeff back. Okay, so Randy sees a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes the glass over Jeff's head. Fight! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff, look at me. Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. He says, I was the one who got your brother sent to juvie, and now you're just going to sit here and let him rot? In there for a whole year? You should be ashamed. Jeff starts to get up. Oh, finally you stand and fight? Jeff is now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. Probably had some in his mouth, too, especially the vodka. I would just try to drink as much of that as possible. Jeff is now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. Once again, he gets that strange feeling, the one in which he hasn't felt for a while. Finally, he's up, says Randy as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snaps. So Randy's running at Jeff, and that's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snaps. His psyche is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. Kill, killer, kill. He grabs Randy and pile drives him to the ground. He gets on top of him and punches him straight in the heart. Oh, my God. It's a boom. The, the punch causes Randy's heart to stop. As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers down on him, punch after punch. Blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies. Everyone is looking at Jeff now. I feel like Jeff is like standing there while that dude's dead and he's just like Water please. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith, although they easily break from their gaze and pro I was gonna say, where'd the guns at? Okay. Although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff sees the guns trained on him and runs for the star stairs stars and runs for the stairs as he runs Troy and Keith let out fire on him West side each shot missing Jeff runs up to runs up the stairs He hears Troy and Keith follow up behind as they let out their final rounds of bullets Jeff ducks into the bathroom He grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall Troy and Keith race in knives ready because they're out of web out of ammo Troy swings his knife at Jeff, who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. Troy goes down hard because he's fat and a tub of lard. That's not my description. That's their description. Rumble, young man, rumble. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. Damn, getting hit with the towel rack. 
That's, that's probably heard of it. He is more agile than Troy, though. Yeah, we get it. Troy's fat. Keith isn't. And ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack. He dropped the knife and grabbed Jeff by the neck. He pushed him into the wall. A thing of bleach fell down on top of him from the top shelf. It burnt both of them, and they both started to scream. Jeff wiped his eyes as best as he could. He pulled back the towel rack and swung it straight into Keith's head. Damn. As he lay there, bleeding to death, he let out an ominous smile. This is Keith. What's so funny, asked Jeff. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. What's funny, he said, is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol. Jeff's eyes widened as Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as the flame made contact with him, the flames ignited the alcohol and the vodka. We've all been there. While the alcohol burned him, the the bleach bleached his skin. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Jeff let out a terrible screech as he got caught on fire. He tried to roll out the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol had made him a walking inferno. He ran down the hall and fell down the stairs. Everybody started screaming as they saw Jeff get not on the fucking floor, not on the new carpet, not on the new carpet. Please get out on the new carpet. (laughs) Just joking. Everybody started screaming as they saw Jeff. Now a man on fire, no reference to the movie, dropped to the ground, nearly dead. The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flame. That's when he passed out. And the other parents, I could just like... Kicking him or something like get the what the fuck, <laughs> slapping like hitting him with like towels and that one whoopee blanket that you don't want you know that you're trying to keep for heirloom status. So Jeff's passed out. I don't know what's going on with Keith, but when Jeff woke, he had a cast wrapped around his face. He couldn't see anything, but he felt a cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body. He tried to stand up, but he realized there was some tube in his arm, and when he tried to get up, it fell out. And a nurse rushed in. I don't think you can get out of bed just yet, she said as she put him back in his bed and reinserted the tube. Jeff sat there with no vision, no idea what his surroundings were. Finally, after hours, he heard his mother. Oh, God. Honey, are you okay? She asked. Jeff couldn't answer, though. His face was covered, and he was unable to speak. Oh, honey, I have great news. After all the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed of trying to attack you, they decided to let Lou go. This made Jeff almost bolt up, stopping halfway, remembering the tube coming out of his arm. He'll be out by tomorrow, and then you two will be able to be together again. Jeff's mother hugs Jeff and says her goodbyes. It just sounds like way too definite on the goodbyes part right there. I know it's not. It just sounds like it. And says her goodbyes. The next couple of weeks were those where Jeff was visited by his family. Then came the day where his bandages were to be removed. Dun, dun, dun. His family were all there to see it, what he would look like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. This is like fucking face-off, and Nicolas Cage is like at the mirror, and he's like, oh, stumbling to the mirror, and he's like, what's going on? They waited until the last bandage holding the cover over his face was almost removed. Let's hope for the best, said the doctor, which is uh, nothing I ever want to hear my doctor fucking say. Yeah, you know what? Let's just hope for the best. You know what I mean? He quickly pulls the cloth, letting the rat quickly pulls the cloth. Like, what? what is this? Uh, you doing that trick with the, the table? 
letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. Jeff's mother screams at the side of his face. Oh, God. Lou and Jeff's dad stare awestruck at his face. Uh, what? what? What happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of the distress. His face. It's, it's horrible. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face was turned into a pure white color and his hair singed from brown to black. He slowly put his hand to his face. It had sort of a leathery feel to it. He looked back at his family, then back at the mirror. Jeff, said Lou. It's not that bad. Not that bad, said Jeff. It's perfect. His family were equally surprised Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> his parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching. That's that creepy, like, <laughs> uh, Jeff, are you okay? Okay. I've never felt more fucking happy. I didn't put, he didn't say fucking. Oh, I've never felt more happy. <laughs> Look at me. This face goes perfectly with me. He couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he stroked his face, feeling it. Look at it. Looking at it, looking at it in the mirror. What caused this? Well, you may recall that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind, his sanity, snapped. Now he was left as a crazy killing machine that his that that is his parents didn't know. Doctor, said Jeff's mom, is my son alright, you know, like in the head? Oh yes, uh, this behavior is typical for patients that have taken very large amounts of painkillers, which I'll send you home with more. You can take them as well. Uh, uh, make sure that uh, dad doesn't find out. <laughs> you know, If his behavior doesn't change in a few weeks, bring him back here and we'll give him a psychological test. A few fucking weeks? What about maybe next day? Oh, thank you, Dr. Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Jeff, sweetie, it's time to go. Jeff looks away from the mirror. His face still formed into a crazy smile. I just, it just sounds like fucking the Joker. You guys, you know what I'm saying? Okay, mommy. Ha 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 Just creepy laugh. His mother took him by the shoulder and took him to get his clothes. Okay, just over here. Just Jesus Christ. Fuck. This is what came in. Oh, this is what came in, said the lady at the desk. Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie her son wore. Now, they were clean of blood and now stitched together. Jeff's mother led him to his room and made him put his clothes on. Then they left, not knowing that this was their final day of life. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to a sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks, the Joker. Jeff... What are you doing? Asked his mother. Jeff looked over to his mother. I couldn't keep smiling, Mommy. It hurt after a while. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes, ringed in black. Jeff, your eyes! His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burned out the eyelids so I could forever see myself, my new face. Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing that her son was going insane. What's wrong, Mommy? Aren't I beautiful? Yes, son, she said. Yes, you are. 
duh. Just you're just you know fucking going crazy. Let, let me go get daddy so he can see your face. She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. Honey, get the gun. We she stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. Mommy, you lied. That's the last thing they hear as Jeff rushes them with the knife, gutting both of them. Just gutting them. His brother Lou woke up, startled by some noise. So he's just rushed his parents with the knife, gutted both of his parents. His parents are just chilling out in the room, just probably guts, just intestines laden throughout the room and all over the bed. And he like gets out all creepy, like just walks over. His brother Lou woke up startled by some noise which he'll come to find out well he won't were his parents he didn't hear anything else so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep as he was on the border of slumber he got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him he looked up before jeff's hand before jeff's hand covered his mouth he slowly raised the knife ready to plunge it into lou Lou, thra- Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape Jeff's grip. Shh, Jeff said. Just go to sleep. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's Jeff the Killer from on creepypasta.com. Uh, <laughs> just that last part, like, shh. Like, he's, like, moving around, and he's just like, shh. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, anyhow, this is short story being on. And I, uh, this is episode three, uh, Jeff the Killer. Um, the image that I got on there was uh, the first uh, image that uh, the internet produced for it. But again, the first video that came out was in 2008, and I highly recommend to go see it. It was uh, the uh, publisher for it. Again, S-E-S-S-E-U-R. Look up Jeff the Killer for that. Um, let me know what you guys thought. Uh, if you have a story or a book that uh, you'd like to recommend to me, send it to me, airchacon at yahoo.com. That's A-I-R-C-H-A-C-O-N at yahoo.com. If you'd like to get on the show, you think you can, uh, if you you know like what we're doing, uh, what I'm doing, then uh, certainly feel free to give me a ring or a holler on Facebook or on uh, on uh, in my email as well. With that, ha- with that being said, I uh, certainly appreciate everyone's time. Again, you can find this on all the channels. Just so if you're gonna sh- like share it with your friends, if you're like, dude, you know, just check out this podcast, uh, my friend. And I certainly would love that. I really appreciate it just to share and get the word out about it. It's on Google Play, iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on everything. Just search short story bingo. Three words: short story bingo. I certainly appreciate it. Again. Short story bingo, episode three. My name is Nate Chacon.